Kiora Kolto, everyone. Welcome to Queenstown Live podcast. I have to think about that. Where am I? Who am I? It's Friday. Uh, it is 2020. It is July. We made it. Well, kind of. Um, I'm very excited to be talking with the lovely Chris Lee, who is a senior comms exec for Avalo Hotels in Sydney, but she's currently in Canberra. Canberra? Yes. Yeah, I'm currently in Canberra. <laughs> That sounds weird. Hi, everyone. Hi, and Queenstown Life audience. How are you? I am great. I'm navigating the landscape of hotels in Australia at the moment, and it's an interesting time to be in the tourism industry, as you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> but we're, we getting, will... we're getting there. I know, and we'll get into that. So you're, um, you're, you're from Wellington, born and raised. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Born and raised and in Wellington, you, and now you live in Australia. How long have you been? How long? When did you move to Sydney? Last March, actually. Yeah, born and raised, raised in Wellington. Um, after university, got into boutique hotels, um, and then had the opportunity to continue on boutique hotels with a different company here in Sydney, Australia. It was last March I was single and attached had never lived anywhere else so I thought why not and here I am 16 months later had the opportunity to travel around our ho- um, our overall hotels in Australia which has been amazing so frequent trips to Canberra Brisbane being based in Sydney's been amazing um, Melbourne as well and loving it so where did your love for hotels come from? Now, that's, my, I mean, <laughs> like, I love hotels and I love, I love it when hotels mm. are done well, right? So they, mm-hmm. think, mm-hmm. About the, the, they think about the, the person as a, a real human being. Um, yeah. They, they think about somebody's um, whole experience of entering somewhere and then leaving somewhere. Mm-hmm. And you know mm-hmm. when it's done well, cause you're, you know, it's not a bra- it's not a gray box that, Every mm-hmm. single thing mm-hmm. looks exactly the same. Um, yeah. And you, you can tell you're, one, very good at your job, but you also have this joy about it. So tell me a bit about that. Yeah. Um, look, I think, I honestly think I'm, I'm, I'm just very lucky to be where I am and have the support where I am. So my background actually in university, I've got an honours in visual communication. So that's really, I, I'm specialised in graphic design. So I've always grown up as a creative type, always, I think, had... That, that creative eye, very, very much a right brain thinker, I think is what they say. Um, and so I've always had a passion for art and design and um, then just spontaneously landed in the boutique hotels. So, um, and I guess working, having that experience in design and then kind of applying my love and my knowledge for creativity and design in a different space. Um, yeah, just, I've, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say. I've just kind what, of managed so to had my love for design and then apply it to this role, which is speaking about the nuances of the design experience here. Yep. And yeah, and and mm. really important because what for you? You know, when you go, you go to a hotel that you're not associated with. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the things that you go? Yes, and then what are the things that you go? No. Oh. Yeah, I think that's like a blessing and a curse because working in hotels, you, 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 you kind of do think of those little operational things like is there um, making sure that there is like charging plugs at either side of the bed, um, either side yes. of the bed which is so, so important. Like we, uh, 
are so important. And because, you know, that's very much an ethos of Overload's effortless living. So we have all that. We think about those touch points. Like, you know, when you say at our hotel, everything in the room is essentially yours. So free minibar, free in-room snacks. And I love not having that worry of being like, oh God, I'm so thirsty. All I want is a can of Coke or a bottle of water. I don't want to have to pay $6 for it. Or yeah. I don't want that same kind of like, I want a little snack, but I don't want to spend like five bucks on a chocolate bar. Like yeah. In yeah. Bar. yeah. Um, so there's like those little um, nice nuances and services, which I really like it. But honestly, I think it's a lot about people, right? It's yeah. about the service. It's about, I don't really, I like walking into a hotel and someone's like, hey man, like, how are you? I don't really like that stiffness that a lot of, I think, probably the more what's regarded as traditional luxury higher end places offer. Yeah. Um, I think being in the boutique designer hotel space that I'm in, I think I'm, I think we, what we do well is we attract that creative consumer that's not looking, that's looking for a great experience, which doesn't, which is, feels familiar essentially. Yeah. And I think a hotel, that's what hotels are trying to do, right? It's create a home away from home. Absolutely. And that familiarity is really important. It's like, you know, mm. I, you know, I've, I've took some of my hard earned cash and I'm giving it to you mm. to stay in this experience. Exactly. You want to be away from my home. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also to mm-hmm. feel familiar to those people who are like, how are you? What are you going to be doing? Yeah. What can I help you with? Yeah. Go on and go exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm yeah. so one that when I travel, like I, 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 I love the hotel experience. So um, like what I mentioned before, those little touch points around the room, making sure that um, I'm taken care of from, I guess, from that effortless living, make, you know, like like I said, like the plugs on either side of the bed, the, yeah. the light above the mirror, making sure all those little things are there, but also being able to just sit in the lobby and work away, read my book, yeah. just feeling like I'm in like an extension of my room, which is into the public space, act it loud, act, act as lounge spaces, right? Totally. Um, I love that. Yeah, I love kind of, and I love being immersed in the local culture. And I know that's such a, I guess, um, such a big priority for a lot of places is that, for hotels anyway, is that when they have guests, they want you to have a local experience. So sitting in the bar, trying local wines, making sure the food that I'm having is is supporting local producers and suppliers yeah. and really kind of having that authentic experience. Yeah, no, it's really important. There's And I laughed before because there's nothing worse than, you know, you go into a hotel and you're lying in your, it, you're lying in your bed and you're trying to charge your phone and then the lamp falls off because you charge things <laughs> in the wrong place. And you're like, no! Or you're trying to put your lipstick on, I don't do very often, and the bloody light yeah. mirror is in the wrong place. And you're yeah. like, I'm trying to pluck my eyebrows, people. I can't oh my even God. see. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like traveling with a fr- traveling with a friend or a partner and having to fight over who gets to decide where the charging plug is. Like, how irritating is that? <laughs> there should be one on either side. Come oh on, God, people. Totally love it. So, in terms <laughs> of the the current, you know, nightmare situation we're all in. Yeah. Um. How yeah. do you? Because I know you like to talk about disruption and that whole, you know, mm. that that like how are we changing and evolving and moving forward how is that industry doing that how how is like what is the conversation Mm. that's going on in that industry yeah I mean I guess before we talk about moving forward I think it was really important for us to keep current and relevant during during the crisis and during um during the last few months 
And look, that wasn't easy, but it also forced us to be extremely creative, think outside the square and offer these different experiences that we probably wouldn't have needed to think of unless we were in the position we were. Um, a great example of this would be our restaurant and room concept. So obviously with um, restrictions in place, we couldn't dine out. We had, we had to think like, right, like we can't, we can't invite people into our restaurant experience, but how can we recreate, how can we recreate that outside of what everyone else is doing, which is launching takeaway concepts. Yeah. So we ended up turning our hotel rooms that weren't being occupied into private dining rooms. And, it, and replicating our restaurant experience in a hotel room. And you could just choose to just dine out in a suite or you could add on um, an overnight stay. So we, you would have your dedicated server who was bringing up your six course meal with your wine matches. If you wanted extra drinks, you could have the drinks totally coming around. So it really was that, um, that dining experience um, yeah, just, just, just for you and a friend or a significant other to treat yourself. Because, you know, although we were, there are plenty of people who are financially impacted by COVID, there were also plenty of people who weren't that were just yeah. dying to get out and yeah. um, have some breathing room away from home, you know? That's awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah. And you, so you've been over there looking, you know, I've talked a lot in podcasts about people who live, I, I mm. live away from the UK and it's like... Mm. I always describe it as like having your face pressed up against the window. You know, you're looking at what's mm. going on there. How does it feel for you being not, not being here? At first, it was really hard. Like, given the uncertainty, I was like, like, do I, you know, and we're still kind of in that spot, right? Like, do I move back home? What should I do? Like, I just feel like I've really just settled into my life in Sydney and um, I don't know what's going to happen with work or what's, you know, like the border's going to close. When will I ever be able to go home? Yeah. So there was, it was really, really hard. And especially I'm just very extremely close to my family as well. Like we're all obsessed with each other. Yeah. So um, <laughs> it was really, really hard. But look, I mean, at the end of the day, I think, you know, we've, um, we've done, we've done really well to con control the situation. I think given, um, and I think given the current lead, I think what was hard was seeing the leadership from New Zealand really, really, it was impressive. And I felt like, oh man, if I, I'd love, I don't think we kind of had that here in yeah. Australia. Or I think compar you know, we had great leadership, but com in, com in comparison to Jacinda, I really did feel as though like, oh, it would have been nice to kind of have not only really good political leadership but also someone who has that empathy and compassion yeah, yeah come yeah. through um but it's been really nice seeing the conversations now in the media where there's that you know the the, the conversation around trans has been bubble um opening when, when you know that's been really consistent in the last few weeks which has been nice so it gives me hope that there's you know there's light in the tunnel i'll be able to go home for christmas or see my family yeah. soon yeah um but I'm lucky that I've also got a really fantastic family here in Sydney that I've yeah. lived with, an incredible yeah. house full of really good friends. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm lucky that I'm in a position where it's just the trans-Tasman bubble, you know. I've got so many friends who live in Europe that are like, what is going to happen? Yeah, no, totally. When, real when will I be able to get yeah. home? Yeah, yeah. And not being able you know, to lucky that touch family, you know, actually like, yes. I'm just going to get on a flight and come see you and touch you. 
exactly exactly you know a three-hour flight from sydney to wellington at a reason you know at a reasonable um reasonable price is is a lot better position than a lot of my other friends who are in london hungary austria um it's yeah i i I do have to be um lucky and grateful that you know i do see i do feel as though there's light at the end of the tunnel here yeah yeah fingers crossed eh and so Mm. um we're both doing Dry July. Now, you've been doing this. Yes. Your day 11. Yes. Um, and I think it's important. <laughs> so I'm going to interview someone tonight. Um, so Anne, is an amazing mm. friend of mine who gave up drinking like years ago and went into yeah, Like random, you know, like you can see the yeah. line. Right? Totally a line. From yeah. That. Yeah. But, um, and I'm yeah. really interested to talk about one, her journey around that stuff. But she constantly talks about, you know, this is such a perfect time. To, to, mm. for it to be kind of acceptable in inverted commas and for yeah. your body arrest and I, and I remember yeah. saying to myself at, coming up to July somebody said do you want to do it with me mm. and I was like do you know what I've probably not had a day off drinking in about six months like not a day yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe a day if I'm yeah. counting um, yeah. and I was like how well, you're a busy woman it? babe like I mean <laughs> mum business blog like there's so many things happening. I think it's so easy just to get into that habit of having a glass of wine at the end of the day. Yeah. And that's what it is. I think that's what it, that's what it was. That's what it is for me is that like, I'm so the type of person like, you know, like you probably have probably haven't had a break for a really long time. And if it is a break, it's a day or two. Um, and just get into that habit of coming home and opening a bottle and having a, and pouring a glass. That was just the default. You know, and the industry got you're in as well, hey, right? Exactly, exactly. There's so many client hostings and dinners and events. And when you're not drinking, it's such like a, but why? But yeah. why? And as yeah. we mentioned earlier, because it's dry July and we're doing it for a good cause, suddenly it's acceptable. Yeah. Why, can't, why can't it be acceptable just to take a break? Yeah. Um, and for me, it was really that point where I was like, man, 2020 has just been crap and it just feels like one hurdle after the other yeah like everything's just been so crap from especially from australia bushfires to covid and then protests happening and there are so many things that i want to learn about and educate myself on and i want to be 100 percent when i do it so it just felt like a really good time to a do some good yeah b just focus on myself and just detox um, and I've loved it. Yeah. I've loved it. Like, you know me, I love, I love drinking. Yeah, me too. I love a glass of wine. Yeah. I love a martini, but I also really love the break and every day just waking up 100%. Yeah. Like, and being 100% present every day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the morning, being able to be waking up fresh, 5.30, 6am, go for my run and just smash out the day. And it's been it's been it's been really good and spending my time you know the, the natural thing is friday saturday um afternoon evenings let's go for a drink let's go for dinner kind of ends up turning into one drink a bottle and ends up being a big night and you waste you waste the next day or yeah. you're a little bit slower yeah. the next day and i've been able to just wake up fresh and fit much more into my day be more present when i'm with the people that i'm with and um yeah spend time looking into reading more and looking into my hobbies and yeah it's been it's been great and it feels well done you it feels a bit thank you thank you it it feels a bit silly it feels a bit silly to say that I need to you know I needed to take a break from alcohol to do that but 
um, like I said, it's just that habit, right? It's just totally. kind of breaking that and, habit a little bit. And whatever works, right? Like, yeah, it, it's that's the I think, and also I've learned a lot about the, the response from other people. Like, if if yeah. somebody says to me, "What are you doing that for? Why are you doing that?" That's like, that's yeah, my thing. That's your thing. Yeah, like, obviously, yeah. there's obviously something in there for you. So that's that's about what you work that out, and I'm just going to be here. Doing yeah, it. <laughs> exactly. Have you have you do you have the support of Trent? Um. Oh well, he he hardly drinks anyway. He's like Mr. Oh, okay. glass of wine a month, so and he was <laughs> yeah. like, "You don't really." Drink and you guys live like, in Queenstown, what? Well, I know. Well, and, and also, like, country. he has more than one drink and he falls over. So he's like, "Yeah, he just goes, <laughs> yeah. it's not for me, whatever." So yeah, yeah. Like, well, and and I was starting to say to him, "Do you know I've opened this bottle of wine? Did I open this yesterday, or was that today, or was that the day before?" And he's like, "I don't mm. know. Like, I don't drink any of it." Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not happening, not happening. But yeah, it's yeah, good. No, we'll have to we'll have to touch base um, when we've both finished our dry months and just reflect. It'll be really interesting to see if our experiences cross over. Yeah, no, totally. I'm I'm a, I was just saying before I'm going to the dentist after this, and my dentist is probably going to say, uh, "How much coffee are you drinking?" Because I can really tell. Yeah. And I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. You kind of feel like you need to like, not need to, but I definitely feel as though my alcohol consumption has gone down and my caffeine and my fizzy drinking <laughs> consumption has probably gone up. Yeah. I'm like, let me have my one thing. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have um, to have advice. Oh yeah. You, you absolutely do. You totally do. Um, now, are you, um, are you ready to go into your quick fire round? Oh yes. I'm looking forward to this. Hit me. Uh, okay, uh, watch on your left or your right arm? Left, always. You, you, and you, are you right-handed? Yes. See, I'm right-handed and right-watch. Oh, so, yeah, I don't know why. I've always just done it. No, no, no. It's, uh, I'm a bit weird, I think. Uh, Favourite film? Ooh. All time would have to be, as in good quality cinema, The Godfather. Um, guilty pleasure all time we'll watch over and over again Bridget Jones' Diary nice choice <laughs> good choice um, something you'd like to learn if you were given the opportunity one thing Ooh. I'd like to learn more about Korean language I think um, for those of you who don't know my heritage is South Korean and being born and raised in New Zealand I always feel like I've kind of assimilated more to New Zealand culture and definitely identify as Kiwi but um, I can understand Korean but I can't speak it and I'd love to learn the language more yeah. it seems silly that I ridiculous that I don't know it the time is now yeah exactly what's your life um what brings you joy chris lee oh um all my relationships with my family my friends my colleagues if there's one thing i've learned from moving my entire life overseas knowing two people and leaving my support network behind is that you not only appreciate your friends and family back home, but the ones that you make and the ones that you choose to have in your life. Because no one tells you how bloody hard it is to make friends as an adult. So when it's you do, it's fantastic so and you keep them forever. <laughs> yeah. And, you, and I always imagine like, you know, going to new things as an adult and you stand there going, hi. <laughs> yeah. Hi. I'm Chris. How are you? What do you like to do? What are your hobbies? <laughs> yeah. Um... One uh, one album that you'd have to listen to for the rest of your life. 
Ooh, that is a good question. Because I'm such like a everything, everything music kind of gal. I listen to everything and anything. Um, oh no, I'm terrible. This is not a quick fire at all. I apologize. <laughs> this is not a quick fire at all. Everyone, everybody finds that one hard. It's so hard. Can we please move on? We I'll can move on. while we do the next good. one. It's all good. Uh, mountain or beach? Uh, beach. Salt Love the warmth. Salt or sweet? Sweet. Um, and your favourite hot beverage? Oh, it's got to be a double shot on the milk flat white. Hands down. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I know. Love, but love a nut milk. It's very in vogue right now as well. I love a nice <laughs> nut milk. I love that. And in <laughs> that, I've just found my favourite album, Kanye West, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Oh. It's like nice. my running like exercise album. Love it. Just pump it out. Nice. And um, tell me what you're going to go and do right now. I'm going to take a walk around Lake Billy Griffin in Canberra because it is, although bloody freezing, eight, um, eight degrees, it's a beautiful sunshiny day. And I, or as much as I love this hotel that I'm in, I need to get out and get some fresh air. You do. And well, you know, it was minus six here this morning. So um, you, you can take your eight degrees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, you're from New Zealand. What do you mean this is cold? And I was like, yeah, but New Zealand's not this cold. This is yeah, like a different yeah, kind of cold. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. Well, it's been absolutely amazing to talk to you. I can't wait Likewise. to see you in the month. But also, to come and see you yes. in the pub. Um, Please do. As soon as that bubble's open, I really hope to see you. I bloody will. Thanks so much uh, for having me on. You are very welcome. And we will speak to you very soon. Good luck at the dentist, babe. Bye. Bye. Bye.